If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at FSUHomeLoans.com. Libations Friday, loving right there. That's what that is. By the way, uh, don't forget, and I may be uh, once again employing my friends at T Spark Construction to uh, to come on out to the Cameron household. I think we're gonna. I mentioned it before, but I think in earnest, we're gonna take out that back bathroom there and start anew. There you go. All right. I was wondering if you're gonna do like a little mother-in-law hut slash suite. Out in the back. Get out there in your mother-in-law hut. Well, I mean, it's for visitors for football season. No, you I can use that. I for... would do a big room if I did that. It would be a you'd connected to the home. Yeah, I would. I would knock out the back uh, master bedroom wall and and the bathroom wall that's aligned there, and I'd be like, let's go to work, big ass. Because you've got space to do either a standalone or a connected yeah, I venture, know. and I want to do it. And I may be asking my friends at T Spark to come on out and do it. Uh, Travis, if you're listening, I know your work is exceptional, the best in the business, and that's why I proudly endorse you. And I especially believe that to be true when the work you do for me is free. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check and see if that's uh, FCC muster passing. Um, it was clearly you, sarcastic. You do have uh, sarcasm protections by law. That's correct. Uh, speaking of T Spark, for your roofing and construction needs. Seven six six one three four zero. Get a free quote today. Tsparkconstruction.com. Yeah, I want a big. Uh, you know, I never cared about uh, tile or uh, backsplash oh, no. or all the stuff that uh, chicks talk the, about when you go walking around. The backsplash game. You're about to. I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. no, but I, I never cared. But I have now. I've zeroed in on the kind of. Uh, I want a big old walk in. Like who? I've said this before. You don't need a bathtub. Rip up bathtubs. Get rid of them. Antiquated. Ridiculous. Sitting there soaking in your own filth. Don't do that. Get you a walk-in shower. Big-ass walk-in shower. I want to be able to like play 21 in there. Just like, I want it to be huge. When we were at Iona, when I was at Iona for the one semester, I was lucky enough to be in that handicap-accessible bathroom because there weren't enough people in the dorm to use it as needed. Uh, and that was, I mean, it was a dorm shower is what you typically got, which is like a little tube. I mean, you were just in a human-sized tube, and it's you've got to move around like a phone booth and find your stuff. 
but we had the one with the bench. I mean, it was spacious in there. We would use it as a sauna. We would use it as a sauna because it got cold. So I mentioned before the break that I'm guilty. This is the definition of jaded, and it's the, the Hunter situation that ruined it for me, and I think it probably has for a lot of people, but also just knowing where we sit currently. So maybe – and I was never a recruit, Nick. Hence, I follow the kiddies.com, and I'd have fun at the expense of all of that. But I saw where Shelton Sampson, wide receiver out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, has uh, put us on the short list for the summer visits um, tour, if you will. And this is a five-star, top 15, nationally ranked badass that's not going to come here. Not going to come here. I just hear expensive. I, I don't hear impossible. I hear impossible because he's from Baton Rouge and on his short list is LSU. And you read this quote. Close to home, they're pursuing me probably the hardest right now. Coach Sloan, Coach Hankton, the relationships have been really growing with them. I already see the culture change with the new coaching staff. Seems like they're bringing the program in the right direction. We'll see this season. The only thing he says about Florida State is my old head coach went to Florida State. So that interested me about them right off the bat. I took my visit up there, and they treated me like family. Well, I'm sure. But that list is Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, Oregon, whom we can beat out easily, Florida State. Nah, man. Come on. Can we beat Phil Knight out easily? That's got to be more about geography than Yeah, that would a be a check. geographical plus for us here huge he's from baton rouge he's not going to oregon the thing is uh, unfortunately he is on the radar of an alabama of course it's over no chance as a five-star because lsu is not actually that big of a concern for me even though it's tough to pluck kids out of their Very, hometown you're not getting because that. that high school is right next to we've seen how it's set yeah, up it, yeah. the pressure is on you but brian kelly could flame out this year and that's not a crazy proposition like the thing we're all laughing about now they might be at the gates for in five months six months I don't and think at that so. point, they would scare. You don't think it'll. You don't think it could be a, a, a disastrous failure at LSU for Brian. Kelly? I hope, but he's a good coach. We lose sight of that man. He's a really good coach. Go look at those records and what he's had to coach over, right, to get around. Those are legitimate hindrances that he found a way around. Getting Notre Dame to the college football playoff is a borderline miracle. It really is. I mean. A, you got to recruit kids to that dump of a town. It is. That sorry-ass place in the middle of nowhere. And they really do have certain academic restrictions that don't allow you to get all of the kids that you would like to get in order to compete for a national championship. So, you know, it's not surprising that when they got there, they got their head kicked in every time. They should have, but it's kind of shocking they got there, frankly. He's a good coach. I I don't like him. He's not a he's not a likable coach. He's easy to make fun of because he does enough things to make fun of, including dancing around like a dumbass and then faking a Cajun accent. But all that stuff is is while laughable and fun to point out. Think about that though. Oh, just it's absurd. It's absurd. Faking a Cajun accent. Well, it was really more a Southern accent. It was, it was South Carolinian. It was South Carolinian. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't Cajun. I do declare. Uh, not humano humano. I'm so excited to be here as your head coach. At Louisiana State University. What the hell is going from on? From Charleston? What is, what is, what is <laughs> happening here? Is he confusing is, us with Fort Sumter? What, what is going on here? Tomorrow the rebel forces will know. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean to do. Yeah, it's um, it's something. 
it was it's an amazing moment in time, and we should all celebrate that moment, and we did. But he might have to wear a couple of ugly losses in transition, at which point you're going to have less tolerance as an LSU fan for those foibles. <laughs> Good coaches get fired all the time, to your point. They do. I don't think he's – look, he went there expressly to win a national championship. That is to say, they're willing to get down in the muck. LSU will do what they have to do to win a national championship. See the previous coaches, all of them. <laughs> I mean, they're all – Winning a national championship. Uh, and so it's kind of like, well, even if they are the butt of a lot of jokes, and they will be, they're also going to pay for a lot of talent. And you'll know what to do with that talent. They're going to win a lot of games. Not right away, though. I do think that roster is in flux, and that's why I have hope that that is a game we can win. I think the two teams are eerily similar. Uh, that they, they will have holes in their roster that will be evident to all who go to that game at the Superdome, you and me included in that list of people, on that list of people that will be there, uh, and, and, and what it would mean to get that win. It would be huge, absolutely huge. So I just looked up how old Brian Kelly is because, I mean, he's been around a minute now. Oh, yeah, he was great at Cincinnati, yeah. So he's, he's 60 years old, but the funny thing is, that because he's getting up there, that would have been my point, but here's a better point. As I was searching for him, the first search thing in Google said accent, Brian Kelly accent. <laughs> it didn't say coach, didn't say LSU, didn't say Notre Dame, it said accent. Yeah, it's 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 fun, man. Uh, it, it's fun, but I also, th- <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. He'll he'll win. Let's hope that. He'll be 0-1. We need him to be. That's right. We need him to be 0-1. And, and we've had some wars with that guy, some games that really When we had all- no business being in a war with him recently. Oh, well, the one last year, sure. Yeah. And no. even the COVID year, that's one of the better games we played all season. It was a weird uh, – well, we fought. We did. We fought. Now, they ran for about 15 yards of carry against us in that that's game. That's all we had. Yeah, I mean, all they did was line up and run a simple counter, and uh, we really struggled to stop said counter. And then, of course, the game you and I went to in Chicago, or, well, we stayed in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, we had to go to South Bend. Woo, with the flu. I was there probably, I mean, these days it's just kind of crazy if you say it out loud. I was there with probably 101-degree fever. Yeah. And 18-degree temperatures. We had, we had put so much time into that, into that trip. I was not not getting on the bus. But now you think about that. I got on a charter bus with a bunch of people. I've got 101-degree fever. Now people will be, like, clutching their pearls. What have you done, sir? Yeah, no, we all would have been like, Tom, you inconsiderate bastard. You've killed them. Why did you do this? (laughs) Well, this is the old school flu, man. Yeah, uh, that trip, no matter how bad that game was, and it was instantly bad. uh, Instantly. Instantly. Five minutes in. Well, this is over. Uh, Will always be one that makes me smile because of the dinner I had by myself at that Italian restaurant in which I walked down into the basement area there and had a lovely meal in which I polished off a very good bottle of red wine and had a delightful conversation with an older woman who was hitting on me and made the mistake of telling my wife that. Oh, how much older? Probably 10 years. Oh, that's too close. So she was in her mid-50s? She was a scientist from Fort oh, Worth. Don't say it like that. You said she was a scientist. Get away from me. No, no, no. No, no. She was a scientist. It was, it, you're, you're too intrigued by her. This is oh, not good. I, See, I this is why you got in trouble. Babe, she was a scientist. She was. She was from Fort Worth. And I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to take the shovel out of your hands. And you're saying, I'm just going to dig, man. No, no, no. So, 
listen to me for a second. This is this is crazy, right? I was unsuspecting. So much so that she had to be overt towards the end. And I was like, oh. and then it like there was this eureka moment in my head. Oh, she's she's hitting on me. I had no idea. That's true. I was sitting there by myself at the bar, secluded, uh, enjoying a fine meal. That makes more sense, too. Uh, you made it sound like almost it was a table for one. So I was like, how is it possible no, that this lady's no. hitting on you in a table? Okay, so no, the no. bar. Got it. So, hold on a second. This was a, I can't remember, I have the card of the restaurant. Uh, but I, t- I think I've told Giuseppe's. you Giuseppe's. Something like Giuseppe's. Yeah. But I, I had, so I was, you were sick, and I went to go yeah. eat, and, and you said, I can't do it. Jamie I'm, brought me some deep dish. I was yeah. very thankful. You said you were out, down for the count. It was snowing outside. It was just starting to be dusk. I was like, I'm not missing this. We're, we're staying in this awesome place. Yeah, because I made the night before where we went to yes, the Scotch Bar, yes, which was a, great. We had a great time. That's all I had in me. Yeah. No, I was proud of you. I wasn't mad. But you were done dealing. So I go down right there in Michigan Ave. I take a right. I walk back towards where the restaurants and bars are, right? So I'm walking around and uh, by myself enjoying the, the light, just a, just a light little uh, peppering of uh, snow there. I'm like, okay, this is nice. And, and as I'm walking, I see what it looks like. 150 year old Italian restaurant. It's it's lit dimly. You know, it's it's rarely faintly. And I'm like, bottle of red. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, look at this place. I bet that's got to be good. But when I first walked in, it didn't have any character necessarily. When I first walked in, and the lady came over to me, and she's like, uh, "What are you, are you looking to eat? What are you looking to do?" Because there was there was areas there where you could go and sit at the bar up top, and. I said, I am. I'm, I'm just looking to have a nice meal. Do you have a reservation? Settle in. And she said, oh, well, you're going to want to go downstairs. It's beautiful. And we have this big mahogany bar that you're going to love. And I was like, oh, well, you read me correctly. You said the M word. Yeah. yeah. So I went downstairs, and it was still early evening, so they really hadn't started to fill up yet. I made my way to the bar. The gentleman that was uh, there uh, as the bartender was very nice. I asked him how old the restaurant was. He told me. He told me about the, the dad who passed it on to the two brothers that are running it now. I learned the whole family history of this restaurant. It's awesome. I said, well, what should I have? And he's like, well, this, listen, get one of these two things. They're, you can't go wrong, but get one of these two things. And so I did. And then I said, listen, and, and admittedly, this is a little arrogant, but I was going to treat myself on this night. So money was not going to be something I worried about. So I told him, well, let's pair this with a really good full-bodied red. And he's like, oh, absolutely. And, of course, now he sees a mark. He's like, oh, I got a guy. I got a guy here. We've been trying to unload this bottle for 10 years. No, but he did the right thing. We went through and I got, I had this wonderful bottle of red wine with my meal as I watched, uh, I don't know what I was watching, it was football, I'm sure. But as I was sitting there, uh, this lady, there's a big ass bar about. Not just a lady, a scientist. A sci- well, I found out she was a scientist, uh, which is just great. It's just cool. So anyway, I was sitting there. She comes and sits down pretty much right next to me. And there were, I don't know, five or six seats. And, uh, so I did not, yeah, it was kind of funny. I didn't even think about it, but then she sits down. We start talking. Uh, she asks where I'm from. I tell her, and I ask where she's from. She's in town for a convention. She worked for this company, and we started to go through all that. Enchanté. And then as we're talking, it, it comes out that she, she's the, she had once lived, by the way, in Austin, and that was a talking point. Prior to that, she'd lived in New York City. Prior to that, she lived in Atlanta. And I was like, well, this is an interesting life. She mentioned her husband. I was like, oh, that's cool. 
She had a husband, yeah. Well, hey now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is where it gets What's weird. the movie with uh, George Clooney and uh, Vera? Up um, in the air? Is that yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what she, yeah, she was up in the air. Right. Remember that? Yeah. You find out she has a family? Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. He shows up at the door. Yeah, she travels all over the place, this woman. What are you doing here? Oh. Yeah, great scene. But I had no, I was stunned, right? I, I had no idea. And I, this is, this is what kind of good guy I am, Tom. I had no idea. She's married. I'm married. Nothing's happening. We're just two people talking over some good food. She's like, you want to get another bottle of wine? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's get another bottle Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. So that didn't click? No, no. No. Uh, oh, clue, no, clueless. sir. Clueless. So you shared a bottle yeah, of wine with yeah. a scientist. Yeah, yeah, from Fort Worth. And as we sat there and drank the wine, I was like, oh, it's getting late. And I'm like, all right, well, listen, good luck at your convention. Did you buy the bottle of wine? Did I buy it? Did you end up paying for the whole I bottle of wine? I think so. <gasps> I think so. I mean, I don't remember. I'm, I'm sure I did. I don't. Oh, my goodness. This leads to a conclusion because Life Spectator has He a thinks theory. it's a hooker or something, yeah, right? Yeah, he says yeah. you've been out of the circulation so long, you don't recognize a call girl. She wasn't a call if girl. If you paid for the whole bottle of wine. I don't, she may have paid for the bottle of wine. I don't remember this. I would, These are insignificant details. I was not. The point would be, as we were talking, the only way I realized it was as I was getting ready to leave. I, I was like, well, it was a pleasure meeting you. And I was just like this, like I am, you know. And I was like, it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I hope you have a, a great convention. And I said whatever I said. And, uh, you know, I knew I was never going to see this lady again. Like, have a great night, whatever. It, thanks for the conversation, you know. And our conversations weren't weird. They were all just very much about our jobs and what we <laughs> And so, yeah, I got up to leave. And then uh, she kind of invited herself to, to leave with me. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, that's overt. That's that's not. Uh, that's when it shifted. Where me. are we going? Is that what she said? No, Where are we going she next? Said so, no, she was. She. she... Oh well. Okay. Yeah. This now. No, now no, it didn't get like that. It did. Okay. It wasn't like that. But it was. It was evident at that point that she was willing to accompany me to the next restaurant I or see. wherever it was, and I yeah. was like, yeah. Well, no, no. I'm going to go back to my hotel now, and you have a lovely evening. And that was that. Did Did you give her a nice? graceful landing spot or was it kind of abrupt i did and, i i kind of uh, she left holding the bag and she's like oh <laughs> like she's got her purse in her hand and 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 you just walk away <laughs> like how bad was it it wasn't that oh, bad oh no no it was terrible no it wasn't it the wasn't. bartender was snickering oh my god it, it wasn't that bad and i love you rafferty <laughs> it was a funny moment I'm out of practice getting hit on, man. I'm a happily married man. I just don't. Do you remember her name? Uh, I wouldn't say The answer's I no. I yeah, don't. either way. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer's <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Um, it's truly a libations Friday. <laughs> you would have. Now, what? I'm telling you, I think you could have fallen victim to the same thing. You would not because. Who says it doesn't happen all the time? That's right. You're you unassuming. Kidding? I was. Una I didn't think. I'm like, no, I'm not going to assume this. I'm not assuming this woman is hitting on me. I would have just loved to actually, you know, it would have been the three of us going yeah. to the bar, but it, that would have been a trip I would have loved to be on because I would have been like nudging you, like, dude, dude, this hey, is hey, not hey, a good Yeah, you know how like you know people <laughs> in Baton Rouge, the guy just wants to tell you about drink specials. This ain't he's not talking to you about drink specials. She no, is talking to you, you about special stuff. Yeah, not drink specials. That story, the Baton Rouge story of the guy cornering me talking about that drink awesome. specials, is ridiculous because you left me in the lurch. I did. You were. You no would have help. done the same. 
in fairness, I probably yeah, would. Absolutely, you, you would left have. me in the lurch. I'm listening <laughs> to this clown tell me for hours about drink at Baton Rouge drink specials. I mean, what? What? What do we do? Now doing? on Thursdays, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? This guy. I'll tell you another place, and I'm like, I didn't but, ask. I didn't ask. What are we? I'm watching re- the game. I respect the hell out of him because he knows who he is. Oh, he embraces who he is. He's Mr. Drink Special. Ooh, I'm late. I got to get going. Chris, in retrospect, you're right. The same. Listen, you're right. The second bottle was my clue. Should we get another bottle of wine? Is I mean, yeah, yes, for I, real. But I was just having so much fun. I got swept up. I wasn't thinking. I clearly wasn't thinking. That should have been. Oh, this isn't a polite conversation for between two travelers. This 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 is another level. It should have dawned on me. But I was a full bottle in. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> so Jeff Cameron, show 933 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. And Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's, and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Was it time coming and going? A time of wanting but not really knowing. You know, by the way, I uh, I almost did something today that I I've I've heard about others doing, and it is kind of strange to me. But I am I'm you know I'm a hugger, Tom. I'll give you a good hug. Especially if, uh, you know, I think a hug is warranted. Especially I, if you're afraid. a stranger. <laughs> well, that almost happened. That's where I'm going, actually. I oh, almost sorry. No, 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 no. No, it's okay. Screw me. No, no, but let me explain why. It's gonna. It's kind of funny. I actually felt compelled. It almost happened. But, yeah, if I know you and think, think you to be a, a decent lad, I, I'll give you a hug. You get that from your dad. Yeah. We're huggers in the Cameron family. Okay. My kids, my boys, we hug all the time. I'm forever hugging Bryson. They've got great hugs. They do. They, they're already quite good at it. Oh, I hug. I'm always hugging them. They get tired. Dad, good Lord. I, they have to hug me every morning before they leave for school, and they hug me every night, or I hug them in their beds before they go to sleep. And then there's all kinds of hugs in between when we see each other. So it's just a, it's just a hug fest. I'm forever hugging. But it's funny because my youngest loves my hugs, and he mm-hmm. does, he doesn't ever want it to stop. He'll just come over and be like, Daddy, and he wants me to hug him the whole time. It almost gets annoying. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bryce is getting to that age where it's like, all right. Dad, I am not Tim Tebow, and you are not Gary Danielson. <laughs> Enough. But 
Today, I had to go to a certain uh, pet store to pick up some crickets for our bearded dragon that Bryce has, Major Tom. And so we were going to, I was going, uh, before going out of town tomorrow, I was going over there to pick up the, it's, it's paramount time, you got to have crickets for the uh, bearded dragon. How is the bearded dragon? He's doing good. He's getting big, and he's friendly as all get out. I like him. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. They're super friendly. They're really friendly. Yeah. He's sitting on my shoulder. I walk the neighborhood with him sometimes. He just sits on my shoulder. Yeah, I do. I, I, it's true. If it's really warm and sunny out, because well, they, they love, love, they that. love yeah. that, I put him on my shoulder, and we'll go for a long walk, and he doesn't move. He'll just sit there the whole time. Yeah, it's wild. My uh, oldest niece got a bearded dragon. They yeah. got one when they're 10. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, this thing is loving as oh, hell. Oh, they're friendly as can be. Right. You're thinking it's going to, you know, kind of bite you or something. Slither yeah. around. No, and kinda, no, 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 no. It's super. chill. I love him. And uh, I didn't think I would. Bryce had wanted that thing forever, so I finally, it was his birthday. I guess, yeah, that was a year ago. It was his birthday, and I went, oh, all right, well, I'll, I'll do it. I'm, You know me. Sucker. Wasn't cheap. I had to get the terrarium and all the mm-hmm. other stuff to go with it and oh, all yeah. that nonsense. And, I, and I'm and i not fooling around. I'm not getting you some tiny-ass terrarium. We're going where you have a living space that I feel like you're comfortable in. So I went and got this Mac Daddy. Yeah. No hostel here. No, this is a nice place. That thing, you, I could fit in this thing's terrarium. But anyhow, so he's got a nice terrarium. He's got a good setup. And then you have to get the accoutrements and all that. And then, of course, I get the lamps. And so it's, you know, it's good. But I went to get these crickets. And I walk in today to get them. And I've become a pro with crickets, too, by the way. I can handle the I've actually grown to like the crickets. Oh, so this. Uh, Dumb as a post, these crickets. Yeah. They, they drown themselves. They drown themselves. They don't understand that they can't go in the water. So you have to get this other kind of water that's more like gel that allows them to hydrate themselves so that they don't drown themselves. Yeah. That's how damn dumb crickets are. But you've liked the crickets. So I, okay, so I like the so crickets. So you don't like the feeding process. That bugs you? Oh, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't care if they get eaten. They're crickets. They're idiots. But I'm saying, I mean, literally, they're mindless things. They're, it's, and they, that's, you know, it's the whole thing with insects. It's, it's about producing, reproducing in mass because... You ain't going to be getting by on stealth. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about quantity. So <laughs> I'm serious. They, they kill themselves all the time doing dumb stuff, which actually makes me chuckle and makes them somewhat endearing. I'm like, oh, look at this cricket. He hung himself over here. What the, look at that. He didn't know what he was doing. He got involved in the trees over here. And he, <laughs> they'll be turned sideways. It's just dumb. They're dumb. So I went to go buy these crickets, uh, and, <laughs> and this lady looks so beleaguered. You ever just catch somebody, it was early this morning, where it's the wrong time of day. I don't I don't mean like life-altering bad news, or she probably wouldn't have been shopping at the store, but she looked like she'd had a rough go the night before, and she looked a little lost, and she had this giant cup of coffee, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. But I could tell she needed that giant cup of coffee. Message received. Oh, yeah. I saw the whole thing. It was written like a map, man. It was all over her face. And she just looked frustrated, and it had already been a tough day, and she hadn't been able to wolf down enough coffee, and she was tired. I don't think she slept well last night. She was on a, an errand that she didn't want to be on, and she was a little confused as to what she needed to be purchasing, and perhaps her husband was a jerk. Something was happening. I could see it. It was all right there. And she looked at me, beleaguered as she was, and I, wanted, I stopped, and she looked at me, and I looked at her. She was a little older. And she, she just had that, that look, and I go, I, I go, good morning, ma'am. And oh, so you're rubbing it in. No, 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 no. I was trying to snap her out of it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, good morning. And she was, like, excited that somebody 
said hello. Yep. And I go, how are you? And she goes, oh, I'm, I can't complain. And I go, okay. And I was about to hug her. It would have been very weird. Yeah. Admittedly. Yeah. But I was disarming. It wasn't, you know, I don't think it would have been thought of in a creepy manner. Or, sure. You know, I, but I was just going to be like, well, all right. And give her kind of like a, like a bro hug. Just kind of like a, you know, pat on the back. But instead, I just kind of patted her shoulder. I go, all right. Well, you have a good day. And she goes, well, thank you. And she smiled and she moved on. There you go. And then I went and got my crickets, and that was the end of it. Impacting lives, not just on these airways. That's right. That's right. We do everything we can, even in the hallways of uh, pet stores in the early morning hours. This happened to me a couple of weeks ago, something very similar. You almost hugged somebody? No, I didn't almost hug somebody, but just saying good morning and being attentive, and somebody flips. Yeah, it's right. the best. It works. It actually does, it does work. It does work. So I was getting uh, my hair. They're in their own stuff, man. Right. They're up here. They're domed. Well, and, and I saw this. I could see it from a mile away. So I was getting my hair cut. Uh, I won't tell you where, but, you know, yeah. this person was done with the guy before me. And you could tell this guy. He was not nice. Eh, you know, he, he was, was indifferent. He was either indifferent or not nice or a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So the experience of going to the register and getting You're everything cleared up. stuff in a service industry can be tough. I'm detecting there's there's mm -hmm. tension here between you know, two. the service provider and the customer. That's right. He didn't appreciate the work being done. And the long look on the face, beleaguered, oh, same man. kind of it's thing. It's the worst. It's the worst. And so my name is called. I say hello. And, and they say, well, how are you? I said, I, I, well, excuse me. I'll re rephrase that. She said, "You're on share this one." I said, "Well, how are you today? You doing all right?" Oh, there it is. And it was just like a light bulb. You Ding. pull the string. I've got a civil kind-hearted oh, well, soul. Hey. And we're laughing and chuckling on the way out to the register when there I'm done. So, there it is, like that. So the guy after me, you got a better haircut because of me, pal. You're welcome. And more importantly, you cheered her up and gave her a renewed faith in humanity. Probably. One that was temporarily shaken by this ass's behavior. We talked music. It was great. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Usually usually you can find something, just a little something in there. That Now, not always. There have been those disastrous efforts of mine in the past where oh. I've thought I could bring something out and it's not. It's just not going to happen. It doubles down. Yeah, and but, you're like, oh, okay, so you, you can't be bothered with being you know, reasonably uh, kind? Okay. Your conscience was clear, though, wasn't it, at that point? Well, I can't help you. Yeah, I did my part. I did what I could. And it was. And here's the thing. I get it, man. Everybody's going through their own thing. I, I don't pretend to know what everybody's going through. I get it. There are days that I'm in inward, withdrawn, whatever that might be. Uh, and, and sometimes you just want to be thinking about other things. But this one, I could tell she needed just a little. And I think she would have let me give her a hug. And I don't mean it again. I don't mean it in a creepy way. But I could have given her a hug and been like, all right. And she would have been like, okay. Isn't it the worst when you're with somebody who does the opposite? They're bringing somebody down, mm. and they're not even, it's not even personal. Mm. They're just, their attitude brings somebody else down. Yeah, I got no time for that. Like uh, an example in the service industry. Uh, we were somewhere, and uh, this waitress asked somebody we know, uh, what did you, uh, what was it again that you wanted with this particular order? What did I say? Yes, well, I remember that. And I'm I'm at the table. You're at the table. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Well, what do you, I like, mean, why would you do that? Well, now we're all going to get treated like a-holes, yeah. and our food may be messed with across the board. And really, why is why? there ever a reason to do that? No. no. This is a small detail. No, no, now, man. if you say it twice and the order comes out different, that's one thing. But uh, let's go easy here. Yeah, yeah. What? Are we? <laughs> hey, I was a waiter. Right. I've done waiting. Yes. I, I was a bar back. I, you I know, was a bar back, and I did some waiting for a specific table because they hated the waitresses. It can be a tough go. Yeah. It can be a tough go. I mean, you are being a waiter or a bar back. I mean, it's, what did I say? Yeah. What do we do Come here? Come on, man. Anyhow, I don't know if that lady's a listener or not, but 
I hope her day was brightened just by a simple good morning. And I got my crickets, and the lady was delightful, and I went home, and I fed the bearded dragon, and I came into work, Tom. That's how my morning went. That's a... That's a good morning. Well, she called her her husband, and she said, you know, not everybody's a miserable son of a <laughs> like you. Hey, guys. Our partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious, it's quick, it's easy, it's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it, you'll feel better, I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey, opening day edition of the program. Next hour, Mike Martin Jr. going to join us for a good bit of that hour, almost all of it uh, next hour. I think uh, you would do well to listen to it. It's a good interview, and it's a great season preview uh, because we really do vet the entirety of this team, the depth chart and what you're going to get with the rotation, the bullpen, and, of course, your position players. So look forward to that. If you're watching on ninety on uh, Warchant TV, you'll see our many sponsors that we are thankful for and uh, participate with. But you see Orange Theory up there in the left-hand corner, and uh, I would invite you to swing on in to your uh, nearest Orange Theory Fitness. I go there, enjoy it very much. It's why I tell you about it. There's one in Midtown. There's one on the north side of town as well by the Fresh Market parking lot. And uh, the first workout is always free. And I think if you were to participate in that workout, uh, you'd, you'd sign up. You'd say, okay, uh, this is for me. I like it. Um, not going to tell you it's easy because it's not, but it is body transformational and it is science-backed and it does work. All right. I mentioned it a moment ago. Uh, thanks to you guys. Thanks to a listener who sent this to me, follows me on Instagram and uh, or found me on Instagram and then uh, sent this story in. And it made me laugh because it's the kind of thing we've talked about for years on the show. Here's your headline, Tom. This $30 garage sale drawing, here we go, dot, 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 turned out to be worth more than $10 million. It's a drawing. A good one, but, you know, nothing earth-shattering. Garage sales obviously attract people thinking they're going to find the deal of the century. They often do. It's stories like this that uh, make me want to go to every single garage sale I pass. I'm going to become that guy in my old age, Tom. I'm not stopping. I'm going to garage sales. Uh, Isn't that kind of now? No? 
No. <laughs> isn't, isn't 50 about the, I mean, hang on. Just for to be fair, isn't fifty about the beginning of the demo? Like twenty five, maybe twenty three is the beginning of the demo for Sports Talk Radio. If you have a listener, right? Like that's when they're aging right in. The PGA Tour gets you around twenty nine, thirty years old. Next thing you know, why are you on Golf Channel all the time? Weather Channel, same way. 50 is about that age for the garage sales when it's, you know, hey, you're up early anyway. If you're up at 5 a.m., hey, let me go see what uh, what's going on at 6. It starts at 6. I can get there before anybody else, find some good deals. I can see it working. Well, you're not wrong. I don't know too many people that want you on their property at 6 a.m. I mean, that's a, that is an early bird. I mean, that is a tough deal there. I mean – when my six parents did, yeah, we, we started at either six or seven in the morning, the garage sales that we did. We put it, uh, ads in the, uh, in the paper. I think we did two or three at my house growing up, and it was always bright and early because we were trying to get it done. Like we were trying to sell it all by lunchtime, and it never worked, but we tried. I've never been a part of a garage sale. I've never had one myself. My parents never had one when I lived with them. I've never done it. I could stand to do it. There is, I can assure you that if you come to Jeff's garage sale, you will not find a drawing that then turns around and worth $10 million or some uh, secret Van Gogh that nobody knows existed and it's out in my garage. No, and I don't know what it is, and I'm going to sell it to you for $2, and you're going to get it for $40 million at some point. No, nope, it doesn't exist in the Cameron household. I wish. I've scoured through all my old stuff hoping that I accidentally purchased something somewhere at an antique store ages ago, and I don't have to go there either in the hopes that, uh, that I might have something of value like that. But I can assure you, nope, it's just dumb trinkets that I beg my wife to get rid of all the time. It's stuff that I think, look, I get that you got this when you were in college or that your mom gave this to you in high school, but do we really need a Raggedy Ann doll? Do we really need it? I don't think we do. I don't think we need this. And so, you know, it's kind of. But what if one of those trinkets was offered to the, you know, passengers in first class on the Titanic? Like, what if it was waiting on them in their bedroom and it was one of the, you know, 10 remaining? Like, maybe you should vet these things before you get rid of them real quick. <laughs> maybe you are the story because of Christie's yeah. stuff and you just don't know it yet. Well, there would be a double layer uh, of all this because if that's true, long lost Raggedy Ann from Titanic found in Tallahassee, Florida garage. Uh, if that is true, then what would happen is people would read that story and then they would read about the, the guy that owned the house being obsessed with people who have stuff like that in their garage and all the time it was in his. So that's how that story would read and people would like, see? Yeah, I don't have a degree in psychology or therapy of any kind, but perhaps this is your subconscious calling to you. Your obsession with this is because you know on some There's level. something out there amongst the Christmas something. lights. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. The rest of the story reads as follows. It's being called one of the most significant art discoveries of the last few decades with the drawing identified as a piece from Albert. Albrecht, excuse me, uh, Albrecht Durer, a European Renaissance master who died in 1528. So my man drew this thing in the 1520s. An art collector discovered the piece nearly by accident, and someone who thought they found a pretty neat little piece of artwork turned it into a nice fortune. The whirlwind started when a bookstore employee asked the art collector for their opinion on a drawing that they picked up at a garage sale over the weekend. There haven't been any new discoveries from the artist in decades. They thought they had identified all of his works. The collector declared this one either the greatest forgery that he had ever seen in his life or, in fact, 
a real masterpiece. So imagine, Tom, at that moment, how what you're, you're either holding a winning lottery ticket or you got the numbers wrong. But I mean, can you imagine that moment of trying to get that verified? Or this art collector knows the work so well that they spent years, years forging the work until the perfect piece came together. And they said, listen, I need you to be my accomplice here. You're going to yeah. find this in a garage sale for 30 mm -hmm. bucks and it's going to become more plausible. Because if I just found it as an art dealer and, and yeah. art critic, there's no way. But if you work with me on this, because that person has to have an amazing conscience to know the bookstore employee who who shows them the piece. And, and they could have said, piece of junk, but I'll give you 50 bucks for it. They didn't do that. I was so, just about to go there, Tom. I was just about to say this person is a good person. I maybe not so good. I think I would have said now. If it was Joe Blow who worked uh, at you know at, at the bookstore or whatever, and I didn't care about him or her, I'd go, yeah, hmm, I don't know, I, I like that. I'll give you fifty bucks for it. See, you made twenty bucks. There you go. And then they'd give it to me, and I'd be like, hoo, 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 dumbass, and I'd be rich. But, but if it were you, well, I love you, so I'd be like, well, Tom, I got to tell you, congratulations, you're a millionaire. Yeah. A little something for my troubles. You know, no, I'm just saying that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Tom, I, I love you. You know, that would work, look great in my living room. I'll give you $500 for it. <laughs> $500. Come on. $500. Yeah. Also, I got two, uh, I got two tickets. Uh, they're they're uh, Delta vouchers. Anywhere you want to go. In the country. Anywhere you want to go, yeah. On me, buddy. Have fun yeah. with it. Have fun yeah. with it. Yeah, by all means. You put over, me the next, <laughs> over the next few years, numerous experts from around the globe had to attempt to verify the piece. The price of the drawing was deemed just north of $10 million. And of course, I mean, that's why you watch Antique Roadshow or Pawn Stars or any of that stuff. I mean, that is exactly why you watch it. And I'm not going to lie, I watch all of those things. I watch the Antique. Oh, yeah, I watch the Antique Roadshow. I love that show. Uh, well, yeah, that's fine. I've never watched one episode of Pawn Stars. And I know it's got a subculture of people who can't get enough of that show and i know the memes of it with like the guy he's shouting and then the chair's getting tossed at the end of it those are always funny yeah every time i see one of those but it's actually a good show here's the problem with pawn stars and all <laughs> other reality type tv shows the scenarios that they put the people in are clearly crafted so one of the things that bothers me is like the dialogue, they, they, they think it's so necessary for the principal characters, which are the people that own the pawn shop. They think it's necessary for us to allegedly be a fly on the wall for a conversation in the back between the old man and the son, the father who owns the store, who's now dead, by the way, and his son. Um, and the conversation is so fake. It's, it's always contrived and nonsensical. If you can get past that, it's a little bit like a laugh track. If you can get past that, yeah. The actual items that people bring in and have evaluated, that's really cool. Like, I mean, a guy came in the other day that I watched, I think I brought this up on the air, with a, a concert played Jimi Hendrix guitar, and he had it authenticated, dated, the show, place, time, songs, set list, whole deal, and you find out his backstory is that he owns a, a music store in Los Angeles and that he came across it many years ago. Somebody who had been a relative or friend or roadie or whatever for Jimmy had it, brought it in, could prove it. And I don't know if it was with like the serial number or what it was like, you know, I, I don't know, but they were able to prove it. And the guy was 
between a rock and a hard place. He needed to sell it. And what was cool was you're watching it. And then the guy says, well, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but I know one who is, and he's going to come in and we're going to get, you know, to get this authenticated and evaluated. Guy came back. He was like, yeah, man, that's uh, probably worth about 50 to $60,000. So what I was blown away by was not only were they able to do that, but then my man goes, okay, well, let's cash you out. And just gave him 50 grand in cash. That's crazy. And, but, you know, in a way that feels light, you know, a Jimi Hendrix, I guess there's a ton of them. They're just, there must be a ton yeah, of them. Yeah, there must be, uh, yeah, there can't be just two, right? I mean, there must be a ton of them. You're right. But the, the rest of this story is that it took two years, but they did authenticate it. And a man got $10 million because he knew enough to just pick this up and go. Also, by the way, credit to all of these people. I, okay. I, I don't know about you, but I took humanities in college. So did you, I'm sure you had to, right? So, um, we, you know, it's one of your, you know, 100 level courses, right? You take those and I like it. Cause it's a lot like history and I love the different periods and I I'm, you know, I like art, and I like, uh, obviously, cultures, and I like history, and I love to learn who presented what when and what, you know, what century this happened and, and, and what era uh, taste changed and shifted towards, you know, whatever absurdism and all that stuff, right? So I, I'm, I'm amazed that people, uh, and I guess I shouldn't be because there's an expert in every field, right? Somebody cares enough about this stuff. But for as much as you and I know, about sports or as much as I know about music, right? I'm not so sure that my expertise is at a level where if you were to show me, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not thinking of a good anecdote here. I'm not thinking of a good comparison, but this drawing is just, it's a pencil drawing. It's just a drawing on a sheet of paper. Okay. Now I know there are context clues because the artist has patterns and if they were left-handed or right-handed, there are tells, there are things that you can, but man, these people that look at a drawing from some dude in the 1500s that was pretty prolific was an, and was amongst a bunch of other artists at that time who did something similar and they can just look at it and go, that's a Joubert. What the hell? That's amazing. I, I, there are artists I can do that with. We know Van Gogh's colors are different from everybody else's, and, and it's very vibrant and very um, stylistically we can recognize him. And you can do that with a few others. But there, I mean, there are, uh, there are people who can just look at a drawing, a shade, and tell you that that is a Dubois. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't know a power forward from a second baseman, though. You know, it's just like it's all what you do with your time. And if you think about the world, how big it is and how many people are in it. Yeah. The odds are somebody's an expert in something. I mean, like you could be if you really wanted to be. Let's say that Nolan Ryan was your favorite pitcher. Like you might be able to spot his glove somewhere like, oh, my God, that's the blue ball he used in Texas. You know, I mean, you might be able to spot that in something. along those true. Yeah, you're probably right. Like signature things about the player. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be a giveaway. And sometimes it wouldn't even be obvious. Like if you knew that much about him, then you knew that when he got nervous, he gnawed on the string tie on the yeah. inside. And so if you saw that, you'd be like, yeah, it's been gnawed upon. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, though, we play golf and go to corner pocket on Fridays. You know, that's what we do with our time. Those people just study films and, and read the books and, and go to the galleries all across the world for whatever there's their specific concentration is that's how they know it it's just i would never be that fanatical about anything and that's
that's unfortunate because that's probably what holds me back from finding a $10 million discovery at a garage sale. Well, I don't know about that. You'd have to be extremely lucky. That guy got, I mean, to be in that state at that time at that garage sale. But what's weirder is that he knew this person who would have that information stored. I mean, like to walk over to your buddy and be like, hey, Jerry, is this uh, Dubois? What are we doing here? I think it is. Huh? Huh? You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Something tells me that Jerry was his most difficult customer at the bookstore. He's like, you know what? I want to put this guy to good use. This guy is <laughs> up my, you know what, all the time about the, the pages being bent on his brand new book. Like, okay, you know what? Let's see if he's really all about what he says he's about. Oh, my God. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's filed away, everybody. There's another one in a long series of these stories on the Jeff Cameron Show of somebody finding something at a garage sale. And I'm not talking about like Antiques Roadshow where they have all those experts and they co- you know, they go city to city and people come from all around. This is, this is a garage sale, a random thing. Remember the last one we did? Somebody found old photos that turned out to be Ansel Adams photos that had been lost forever. And this person, now you could recognize Ansel Adams, but this person looked at that and was like, I mean, I could. I, I know what Ansel Adams looks like, but I mean, the, the person was kind of like, oh, I think. And they screwed the person because the best part about that was they knew it. And they were like, oh, you they, and they t- later on admitted that that person clearly didn't know what they had. And they gave him like 20 bucks. Yeah. I could give you Andrelton Simmons or Matt Adams, but <laughs> Ansel Adams. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron show. 93, three real talk radio. War chant TV.